Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good Tuesday morning. How are y'all doing? Uh, I'm happy to have Mike Ruby here with me today. And if you didn't catch Saturday's live, uh, Mike was played a couple times. Mike and I did a short clip that was played twice, uh, maybe a third time throughout the uh, gig uh, gig con on Saturday on Pedro's channel. Um, so we'll maybe just continue on that a little bit. Uh, I do want to remind everybody before I introduce Mike here is that uh, we're exactly, yeah, exactly two weeks out from the midterms, from the drop dead date of the midterms. You could probably be voting right now. <laughs> like I got my ballot right here. Maybe doing it today. <laughs> so if you if you have your ballot, if you have a way to get it in, get it in, get it done. Don't wait till don't wait till two weeks, but uh, but vote. And I say I say this all the time. Vote even if you don't vote. Even if you vote for things I'm totally against, I still prefer you to vote. Get out there and get your voice heard. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should just be promoting the people who uh, <laughs> who want to do some some things with independent contractorship. And there's so many things on the table that um, I don't know, Mike. I, I was thinking about this, and first of all, thank you for joining us again today. I appreciate welcome, that. Steve. It's nice to be back. Um, I want to start with like a worst case scenario and I don't, I know this is a super loaded question for you, <laughs> but no. in a worst case scenario, if this election, I mean, I know you and I have talked off camera on camera that we both kind of see it going in a good direction, fingers crossed that, you know, things might start to get back on track a little bit, but in a worst case scenario for independent contractors, because you and I are talking, we were when we were talking the other day, we we're talking about sixty million people. Yes. So, in a worst case scenario, right now under this administration, and again, it's not a it's not a political statement, but um, you know what what could be the worst case scenario? You're you're talking about worst case in the sense of the the electoral outcome, or yeah, and then what might follow it? Like, okay. you know, like. What are some of these people looking to do? Because I know that even no matter what you read, no matter where you're getting it, if it's not mainstream, whatever, you're still not seeing the whole picture. But you actually are in the whole picture. Thank I feel you. like you have a, a different perspective than we do. Right. Uh, the I would say that the worst case scenario is for there to be no apparent repudiation of a three-year attack on self-employment. Uh, there are a lot of other things at stake. There are international issues, national issues, personal issues, uh, family issues. Supply but chain. Yeah, it goes on and there's, on. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff out there, and those are all critical, and they're all welded together in a, in different places. But since the middle of 2019, we have had an, an unstopped uh, attack on people who simply want to make a living with a flexible work schedule at the absolute top of their earning potential uh, and to eliminate other costs if they can. And that is not a crime, except it's proposed to be a crime in a number of venues like California, Massachusetts, Illinois. Uh, New York, New Jersey, Minnesota, and federally. Uh, and you've seen it. I think everybody here can probably say proact in their sleep. Um, and so far, freelancers and uh, full acknowledgement, the franchisees 
uh, people in the franchise industry who own franchises uh, and change the franchises have beat back this attack. And it is mostly at this very moment, the attack is in the state of kind of a sapper and uh, engagements where they, they try to help. They try to ambush a small number of people if they can, or to threaten an ambush, or to intimidate us in surges or online in certain media. If none of that were repudiated, if, for instance, uh, the um, Republicans were to lose five seats in the Senate and to lose, let's say, eight or nine seats in the House for another two years of the current president. that would be a that would be a disaster for freelancers let alone everything else happening and and i know most most people in the country probably have something greater on their mind including many freelancers of all the policy issues that are coming to a head i that is a possibility it does not seem to me to reflect political reality or political history or my personal read of the of the, the mood of the electorate and its various moving parts. I, I have found this fascinating since, you know, drum roll for independent contracting since I was delivering newspapers uh, yeah. a long time ago when they still printed them. So um, I, it is it is fascinating. I think that would be the worst case scenario. Then everybody in Washington of that regulatory, restrictive government for money persuasion would say, ha ha, we got them. There is no effective resistance. And they will then proceed to clean our clock for two, for two years. It, it will be hard to maintain morale. As well. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even imagine under this administration if the House and the Senate were to go one way to the de- Democrats. I, 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 I feel like the Pro Act almost might come back together and or something is as bad as it, right. you know, like that really pushed for national. And I know that, you know, the states have to get on board, too. But at the same time. I feel like there's a way that the states can get driven into it. Am I wrong? The um, the states can't find freedom uh, very effectively, not without some changes in federal case law, and uh, without a, a ch- to get out of what they're proposing for the Pro Act. It's right. it's a real jail that they would put the entire economy in. The uh, that that would be the worst case. Right. But there are there are other if, if that happens, uh, you might begin to see an even worse aspect that is never written about is what will they do during the lame duck session starting November 9th with the people they have, win or lose. How when when will the current near majority in the house in the senate and the majority in the house when could they decide to retaliate retaliate against freelancers and self-employment and slip a bunch of bills through it it all it all depends on how bold they and how strong they think they are and how weak they think we are so 
that would be a collateral collateral damage falling out of a of a both a loss or a victory. Was was the was the rule change that was proposed by Biden that's now underway for the gig economy? Is that is that is that just having to do with the midterms? Is that more for show, or is that because I know it's very real? But like you know, as I read it, and I know this too that you know, federal government, IRS, state governments, those are all independent agencies. So the state governments could still go. I don't want to do that. But I feel like there's, from everything I've read, it's 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 a little hard for me to uh, put the words out there correctly to this, but it feels like, yeah, the states don't have to go along with it, but they will have to somewhat go along with it. The The judiciary will tend to go with it. Uh, regardless of their party, regardless of the state, the obviously the appeals courts are organized by by districts. They're, it's a federal organization. It's organized by districts, clusters of states, and they have their own uh, they have their own mentality, temperament, standards, uh, area of operation. Each of them. I. I do not if if what Biden is passing it's it's quite a bit worse than it seems on paper. I haven't have not read it. I've read summaries of it. It is it is likely to have procedural gaps that can uh, will allow it to be attacked and possibly forestalled. They the other side likes to take shortcuts. Uh, they for all their money and power and clout and numbers smaller than ours, they lack some confidence. And so they they tend to shortchange themselves. They, they don't tell the truth and they tend to take shortcuts and the shortcuts and the falsehoods weaken them in, in, the, in the long run. So I would expect them, if there were a rush to legislation to make drafting errors and strategic, especially strategic errors, like they have made over the last two years of this administration, to give us some hope, even if it looks like this total badness of the 184 pages is coming down on us, I expect opportunities to arise from those. I can't say that deliberately violating the law is is going to be a response. I can't say, Steve, you and I, let's just go for it. You know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to be in that position, but what I would then do, I, what I will say that I, I would do is look at every term in that interpretation for gray area. And attorneys and accountants know that every rule, they have a light area, they have a dark area, and they have a gray area. And where something is not well defined, or whether you can take repurpose something and and uh, squeeze it into an into a different definition, you still have running room. There, legislation ha- and regulations all have weaknesses, right? And the, the key for the resourceful is find them, use them. Right. The one thing I found interesting though was that I was reading on the process of what happens with a rule change. And it seems to me like it happens and then it has to be challenged and all this. So it's like on the part of 
of the other side, like here in this case, I hate using this, but the Flex Association, which is Uber, Lyft, Instacart, DoorDash, all these who have now just got together to make the Flex Association. Um, I feel like it's going to be on their hands to fight this where it doesn't even really get a chance. It's almost like we've debated this long enough. We can't come to any conclusions. Just make a rule change. I, and that's how I feel. Like, I feel like, yeah, these guys are not coming together at all. There's no middle ground. Yeah. And so Biden just made a rule change. And, it, you know, I know it might take, a, I've read that it might take, you know, a few years to get a rule change in place. Like once, once they start um, litigating it and all that, because they're gonna, I mean, they're going to argue this. The, the other side. The unions likely crafted the uh the latest document in in um as accomplices they had some of the major congressional offices uh pelosi's office seems to be just a den of career thieves and they the unions will likely not challenge it so we it can only be the pro self employed side that would do the challenging and and along the way there are going to be offers made for to divide up the opposition the way california legislature did with their 100 occupations exempted that was the only purpose there was to get the legislature out from underneath uh, the anger of well-financed, well-connected occupations, get them off the table, and secondarily, so they pose no threat to the individual legislators, secondarily to divide freelancers, make them smaller, reduce their overall clout, and partially demoralize them. So uh, the, um, and of course, then Everybody who's exempted tends to want the law and becomes an immediately an opponent of the remaining freelancers. Yeah, and I, ta- I think I talked about that with you last time, but I know I talked about it a long time ago with Kim Cavan. She kind of really, or maybe it was Karen Anderson because I think it was more AB5 related, but she kind of br- she kind of uh, made it, I can't remember how she explained it, but basically that, you know, some of the exempted groups were obviously doctors, lawyers, things like that, that obviously lawyers would have sued. So of course you're going to exempt the lawyers. But I mean, some of those bigger ones got exempted, but then you saw other ones getting exempted. Like why them? And she was saying like, well, (laughs) you got to remember that we were very strong group on Twitter, on Facebook, everything. So they were exempting the biggest groups to get them out of that group. Like, okay, we're good now. Let's go. Yeah. Right. And that they were kind of bailing on the movement. And the legislative leaders, uh, Lorena, uh, she knows this, and so she she's an accomplice, uh, you know, very capable accomplice of the um, the career theft ring, and uh, she's very proud of it too. Well, no, that's pretty. You know, all these years we've talked about her is that it's funny because now she's exactly what we've been saying. She's with the unions now. Yes, she is. You're right. She's there. She's she's got big things. She sees herself as. Uh, the next head of the AFL CIO, maybe the next head of the Teamsters as a, as a stepping block. Yeah. Uh, she has infinite aspirations, um, but she, she manages to make a lot of enemies as she goes. And in politics, uh, 
you know, like friends come and go, but enemies accumulate. And yeah. uh, she she's irritating a very, very large segment of a population that she cannot reach back to and entice. So she's actually way out on a limb politically, which is why they've one of the reasons they've gotten rid of her in politics is that she, yeah. she's going to have a hard time getting elected. But she did the job they asked her to do or yep. she volunteered for. So, so do you, do you see that okay I this is this one gets a little rough. So do you think that in the midterm voting maybe this is a better way to put it. Do you think in the midterm voting people put down their their sides a little bit blue or red purple whatever you might be. Do you think they put that down a little bit in the midterms to go listen we need to re- this isn't the presidency we need to reevaluate some some of our standards here and even maybe cross over like you get some blue voters voting red i think that's a very good way to to put it uh they put down their the flag or their the pennant that they've been waving for two years and they they vote more of their own interest and this election is loaded with personal appeal uh, for so many of the things we've already talked about as, as an issue, not very often do you get to vote for your occupation or your work style, but you do in this election. And I expect from what I've seen that there will be a lot of cross party uh, movement, cross, you know, cross aisle movement of uh, normally supportive, intelligent, well-informed, uh, motivated Democratic voters are going to vote Republican, and some will do it privately. Some will do it privately, publicly, and some will just kind of not really admit to themselves or to their grandparents or something. They, you know, right, yeah. to the labor industry, and my grandfather worked in Ford Motor and all that. Right. And they're going to vote, and then they're going to say, "But I'll just forget it afterwards." And the People haven't talked about that, but I think there's going to be a lot of that. I didn't see this, this votes over here. And yeah, so I, I, I do not expect the worst case scenario. Uh, I'm, I'm prepared for it. You, we, I, I don't either. I, I just, I'm a little, you know, there was a, like my, my two cents for whatever it's worth on this is I honestly, I do think the house will go to the Republicans. I am, I am, uh, I'm not as certain on the Senate side, um, but I felt a little better about, I thought that I felt a little, and I'm not saying that I want it to go to the Republicans. I just want some more balance. I'm not take, picking a side here. I'm just saying there needs to be more balance, yeah. but on the, on the other side, not so certain. So um, I, I don't know how to read voters this time around because I feel like the finger pointing at trump is like it's it's dead people can't do that anymore you know you can't just it's, i see him still doing it but it doesn't really have it, any weight anymore they're, they're pressing the button but there's there's no jack pumping you know jumping out of the box when they press it and, right. and we're, we're seeing you and i are seeing the same thing it gets um nancy pelosi has said repeatedly uh on tape published uh she thinks everyone's most important issue is abortion. And it's easy to see how Nancy Pelosi believes that, but I, uh, I haven't seen a single poll that says that. 
Well, uh, I was I was going to say that on on that issue too. That it feels like that's about the one issue that the country can say, yeah, I, I agree with that. Most most people would say I agree with that. I think that especially like it, all the different ways, like you know, term limits and st- like how far along are you? You shouldn't be able to be done the day before. Maybe there's some something to all of that, but I feel like a lot of people feel like that is a right they're owed. But I feel like that's the only thing they have going. Yes. Like that. So they're just fully on board with that. Like this is the main thing. And it's like, well, what about inflation? And, you know, what does it matter if none of us can afford to live? Yes. So it's, it's. And what am I going to do if I can't do the work that I'm doing? And I, I, I personally faced that not as, as, you know, as an employer, I had to close a firm that I'd had for 20 years because of a, a federal legislation. And I can tell you there are no handrails getting out of that well. It's just um, just terrible. So uh, it takes a long time, and it would hurt the, the overall economy if 60 million people are going to try to recreate the income and the flexibility that they have right now with something that is a complete uh, exclusion, prohibition, on self-employment, uh, just it'll be catastrophic. So David's in here, and he says, uh, "You know, red wave is surging. Current admin and dem majority is bad for independent contractors, entrepreneurs. I mean, we know that the that is true. That the dem majority would be. Yeah. I don't even want to say bad. I want to say like nailing the coffin. I mean, if you gave them the full reins, these guys would just end it." And that's scary to me too. Like, where do these sixty million offset jobs go? That's one third of the U.S. labor force. Yeah, right. Because I mean, we already know from California, like, well, we're going we're going to do AB five, but we're going to create enough jobs. Everybody's good. You haven't created any. Right. <laughs> you haven't made any jobs at all? Absolutely none. And and they're, <laughs> and they're making it worse with all the other changes that they're imposing. And I I think I sense that people are. Uh, to mirror really or to, you know, what you're saying, I think people are ready for a change and they're ready themselves. And, and so the, each of those voters that puts down their party flag uh, and just votes the issue is going to have a new experience for the, you know, new in the last couple of maybe a last decade or so. Because if you look at back at those elections, they were all very partisan, where both sides were trying to whip up their base. Yeah. But in fact, the bases have have really fract- fragmented, and the pieces are in in for our issue. They're all moving in one direction. So there are other issues will pull them back. Some people will say, "Well," but uh, I I think it'll be much more favorable than that. Do you have a? I mean, because to me, maybe this is too easy. I mean, not easy, but I feel like I I can think of a lot of reasons. But do you have an answer for this question up here? What is the motivation for these lawmakers to attack independent contractors? Especially, I guess, the the second part I would add is given that 60 million jobs would go away if they had their way, and then where are you going to make them? If I were a lawmaker, uh, let's say, of, of a sort of ordinary center right center left you know not not somewhere in the middle okay not too into the issues i'm just really happy to have a legislative job and i'm really concerned about getting reelected okay um they 
Look, in Massachusetts, the, the count is 6,000 bills every year. I can't imagine that it isn't three times that in the, con- in the Congress, maybe more, when, all the, when you think of the flow. Mm-hmm. And every one of those bills has, a, has a, an origin, it has opponents, it has a history, it has impact, it has metrics, and it's impossible for anybody to handle all of that and do the busy work of living and of being a legislator. So I think they're fundamentally poorly informed since so few of them are are business people and so few of them have ever been an independent contractor or a 1099. I can't imagine we have anybody who's driven, you know, gig work, uh, you know, in Congress. I I haven't heard of them. Maybe there is one. I am. I actually interviewed. uh, um, Well, she's just running for the Colorado House seat in Colorado Springs. Um, which is going to be very difficult for her too, because she's extreme far left, but I had her on the podcast, Stephanie vigil. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I was very surprised to hear her ideas. Cause to me, I was thinking Colorado's a blue state yep. kind of maybe might seem a little purple at times, but where she is, is the heart of red in this state. Colorado Springs is a red city. Yeah. Right. We have four. Right. We have four. We have four. Uh, you know, Air Force, and we have four bases down there. One of them's Cheyenne Mountain, where the president goes in an attack. I mean, like right. this is a very red area, right. and she's running a far left, basically union campaign. Yeah. Um, well, and- she, she's getting support. She's getting two kinds of support. She's getting financing, uh, local, state, and uh, national. Uh, and she's getting uh, on on the ground, uh, grassroots, uh, you know, canvassing, vote gathering, all that mechanism, primarily funded by SEIU and various teachers unions. And that's the she doesn't have to work for a living in effectively other than to do what they tell her. So here's a gal. She's left. She wants to defend her her flag. You know, that's fine. She's got her views. And so she's she's facilitating their agenda for them, essentially for pay. Now you can is that corrupt? It's probably legal under the law, but yeah, it's corrupt. You know, she's she's selling her seat to what she sees as the highest bidder on her ticket. So when I talk to her, so you're familiar with her? I don't know her at all. Never heard oh, of her. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm dealing with the genre. Right. We have right, them, right, right. We have them in Massachusetts. Well, she said. I mean, she, well, from what she told me, she was she she ran the last time and she came very close. And I was shocked because she's like District 14 too, which is like South Downtown. I know it pretty well of Colorado yep. Springs. Yep. And I was thinking, man, you were really like you were close to it. But she she and she was being I mean, of course, they all say this, but I felt like even off camera, she was saying, I think we have a very good chance this time. Is she a, did she run in 2020? Um, well, she she just referred to it as the last time. So I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Well, even 2016. Now, now the unions put a lot of money into into what they they they, they think of Colorado as a purple state. So they're they're and they're gaining traction. Right. So I I am, um, and that could be simply better uh, ground game. You know, just the, the the unions know all their voters, and they can they're free to pursue them. And for someone like that, they will absolutely go to the map because they know that is one bought vote, and it's going to stay that way. She will never resist them. They'll primary here in a second, 
if she does and she's gone and she has, you know, unless she's privately wealthy and very good at politics, that'll be the end. No, she's, she's the first gig worker to run for office. Okay. She works all the gig platforms and she's running. And is I she, mean, does, does she still support the, oh she's man. not for the independent side. Yeah. She's more about the employee model. Yeah, so, she, she wants a she wants Uber to be a national taxi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or something along that. She was she was more referring to it as groups, but it was just another word for unions. She probably has no business experience uh, other than driving. Uh, yeah. don't, don't want to condescend. Uh, those are those can be very sophisticated business models. Well, that, she's very young, so you might be right. Yeah, and so she she cannot as an individual foresee the results of her policy multiplied by 60 million. That's a big number, whatever it is. Right. Right. Well, and so, yeah, David says, uh, federal sets the tone. See, this is what I was reading too. Yes, it does. But the IRS and the States are independent of the federal rules and proposals. And I mean, no, the, the IRS, the IRS is coming under is, is, the far left is making as much inroads into the IRS and other agencies as it can. It's subject to more supervision than, for instance, my personal opponent, the NLRB and the DOL. Uh, NLRB is its own kingdom. And so right. that's now the, the point organization for uh, regulating, you know, pen and phone regulation of independent contracting. IRS is a harder nut to crack. But with 87,000 more uh, un- currently untrained, unfamiliar, inexperienced, and relatively undiplomatic new hires, they'll just give each one uh, 800 recipients of 1099s and say harass them, you know, and they will. Okay, so what? Is, so okay, the IRS doesn't like that they have all kinds of claims. They don't like the way that independent contractors file or. But I've always I've said to people there I know people or you know I've spoken to people who are W two jobs who just don't do their taxes straight up they just don't they don't do it. forget it and so you know I I think it's an equal thing if you pick the independent contractor gig workers don't do their taxes I think there's an even balance on the other side that's not doing it too I don't think there's anything to that other than you know because uh, like like a lot of the AB five ladies pointed out to me. You know, most good independent contractors do their taxes better than anybody. <laughs> yes, so, I, I agree, yeah. and, I, and, and the mechanism is it for it is is uh, their their attorneys and their tax counsel, the tax tax help, and they all will say you file your taxes on time, file them accurately. If you make if you want to vary from that at all, f- pay a little more, overpay. And people, and they will. The uh, response to why would I overpay my taxes? Because you're now working at a sixty-five dollar an hour billing rate. It's, you're worth one hundred and twenty thousand straight time a year. The last thing you want to do is have to devote sixty of that hours, you know, seven grand or something, to find fending off a an attack by the IRS on on what's in that shoebox with your receipts. It's like no, organize them, be prepared, you know, overpay. The, the, the IRS works on a 
they're like they're like a lottery. They they don't put their money on bad deals. So yeah. you know, if it looks like hey, this guy's been overpaying by two hundred bucks every year, like screw it. you like you you left money on the table like that. You know what are they going to get from you? And they'll, they'll go after some guy with with zero. You know and that's. That's yeah, kind of where that's, that's what really gets money. at me. It's like, you know, and also like what does the IRS have to gain though is my point. If you put 60 million people out of work, you think you're going to win there? You think now you're going to get their taxes correctly? They're not going to have any. Um <laughs> no, it's I mean <laughs> that's an isolated agency. It they the 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 agents, the the employees, they they don't work policy. They work their workload, you know, right. they, they they have tractor trailers full of returns and well, i was gonna just i was just gonna say they don't work their workload because they're not well, I mean, they, they haven't got time to go you know i wonder how this trade in india you know oh. yeah oh. but yeah. they have some understanding that 60 million people are out there if they if they pay attention but i remember we've we've spent three years getting the 60 million number in in legislators and the media minds you know, yeah. we have the facts and, and here's what they are. And they're better than the government facts. But uh, you you can't it takes a long time to, to change people's mind or to inform them fully and accurately. A lot of time. Yeah. Even Politico, because I saw Kim put it out. Kim Cavan put it out that Politico yesterday, uh, one of the writers had an article that I would have normally expected to go the other way and say eight out of 10 per gig workers prefer to be or independents prefer to be uh, employees or gig yeah. workers. And uh, and sh- they had to say eight out of 10 prefer independent contractorship. Yeah. Yeah. And that sure. was, that. that's, that's, I'm politicos. It's something I read. Absolutely. Cause I read a lot of things, but it normally leans to the left. Yep. And so to see that article was nice. Cause it's, it's, that's always shot down by people. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Well, it is true. I that, mean, this, that number has been very, that 80% satisfaction is very resilient. And the other interesting thing is let's look at the 20%. What are their, what are their reasons for un, unhappiness? Well, they may be brand new, Steve. They yeah. may be just like, how do you make money doing this? Whatever the, this is driving, consulting, doing the marketing they used to do for a corporation, now to do it for small business, web work, you know, all, all sorts. Um, well, here was another stat. That, happy with it in a year. That's my point. You know, s- yeah. same, same gal, same job. Like, oh, I get it. The handlebars are here. This is how we can ride this bike. So I have been, so I've said to people, because this is an old stat I've had from a bunch of plate, from a bunch of different sources is that, of the gig economy works 16 hours or less. Well, this kind of put that into a recheck because I always assumed then 15 to 20% were full-time. Kim said yesterday in her post from all these documents that 43% of the gig economy works zero to five hours. Yep. So half of the people, so that in my book, that means half of the people don't even need to voice their opinion because if you're working zero to five, you have a W two, you're just doing that for a couple bucks. Yeah. Or so that's have, not your job. So you have no right, you have no need to vote on that because an employment model would mean you're not going to be able to work it. Right. So you're already out. Right. Um but then <laughs> even she even got down to 40 hours and up is only two percent of the gig economy. Yep. 
And so that kind of blew my mind. I knew it was not super high, but I didn't know it was that low. You know, it's a, it, it becomes to me like, well, why do the other 98% of the votes even, why would you even ask them then? Because they're going to say, no, I'd want independent contractorship. Otherwise, they can't do it. Right. That, but statisticians go, they, they'll just say cross tabs and they'd say, look at the people who are unhappy and see what their hours are. Look at the people who are doing small hours and see what their opinion is. And, yeah. and you'll start to understand that those are two very important points. I, I, pre- I didn't know that the, the uh, 43% zero to five hours. I mean, but, to uh, me, by putting zero, that means that they're getting people, some of the numbers they're registering that are even a, enough of them to register under one hour. Yep. There's yep. people working under one hour a week. But that, but Steve, that's, that's an access to the, to the self-employment, you know, and, and, I would be interested in in the the unknowable is what's the time sequence of what happens to people who work one hour a week in the gig economy. I will bet you it goes up, right. and and it goes up as their as it goes up, their happiness is going to increase, you know. And those are big numbers for participants. So with an extra couple of thousand hours of work, you can bring a couple of thousand people out of that entire forty three thousand. Right. So my, so my guess is that the other side, you know, the union side is looking at this like, hey, these people are going to start to see that, hey, this is really nice. I kind of like controlling my life a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> and is they're going to start to go, maybe I could do a little more of this work. Oh, wait, maybe I could do this, too. And they start yep. implementing other things and they're going to find that. And they're already looking ahead saying these people are going to realize they like this better. We need to we need to net them now and get them out. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And so, um, you know, like David here is saying that, you know, I'm glad to see this again, how I said, I I just want to see people vote, but like, I don't normally care about midterms, but uh, because of independent contractors being under attack, he's going to make his voice heard. Well, awesome. Yeah. You know, you know, I think everybody should be involved in the midterms, but you know, I mean, if, if whatever gets you driven to do it, you know, is is good. But um, so Lisa, the driven mom says, in my opinion, the midterm elections carry more weight than the presidential. I think it depends on the year. I think this one's huge. I think, I think this one, if you see this as, as a potential check on the current administration, then I think there's nothing more important than that. As, as the driven mom was pointing out, this is, this is your only shot for two years to affect national policy is you and your vote for your representative, which we all have one, and your Senate. You, uh, there'll be one third of those are up for grabs. We have none, none are running in Massachusetts, but many other states do. And this is you are, they are, the voters are critical, and I think they know it now. Doesn't yeah. matter about gas prices or what, you know, kids learning, no one, fourth graders can't read anymore. Like, yeah. That is not going to work as a public policy. No, and where are they going to be when they get out of school anyway? I mean, right. Um. So yeah, hey, what's up, Rick? Uh, so Rick is in California. He's seeing state of state of California franchise tax blood, uh, tax board for uh, blood suckers compared with the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> not sure what to do with that one steve you, yeah. i just had to put it up because Thanks, right. it shows some passion <laughs> right that's that's <laughs> hey bruce how are you brand new or brand blue <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Good. We, we're, uh, we've got people's <laughs> imagination going this morning. This is splendid. But I mean, this is, I mean, it, it is a, you know, and I feel like everybody looked at, and I still feel like, I, I really do feel like everybody was being flown out to California to look at the, look how good AB5 and Prop 22 work together. And I was like, how, where does this tour happen? Because like, are you not driving by Gail Gordon's and Lisa Rothstein's and seeing their, their out of business signs and stuff? Right. And are you not... Are you not noticing that Prop 22 doesn't involve unions? That's what it did was stop unions. So like, it's not a good example because the other states are going to go right to union. We're, we're um, on the upside. We're going to have, if we do get 25, for instance, new House members, they're not going to know this issue cold. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have a lot of other issues that they had to wade through and, and show a little expertise on the, on the campaign trail. So I'm very hopeful uh, that the newly uh, alerted independent contractors of this country, however many, you know, participate in the vote, I hope many of them carry over their enthusiasm to educate or re-educate their uh, representatives in Congress beginning immediately after the election, because we've got to tell them, stick with freedom for the individual. This economy is made up of the sum of all the individuals that are working. There, there really is only one group, the individual, and you just multiply by 185, 190 million workers. So, it, you know, I can go off on my macroeconomic riff, but I'll I'll hold that for now and just say nothing's more important than a, a happily employed individual, and most of them are independent contractors. Hey, can one of the mods grab that uh, that um, troll in here and just punch him out, knock him out of here? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why it's good to have mods a little, um, a little undercurrent here okay yeah um so uh so the positive okay the positive side in a best case scenario after these midterms what does that look like oh it could be it could be quite lively i can assure you that there's adequate infrastructure in washington to support a revival of freedom for individuals to be their own boss. Uh, they, we, we found in our work to uh, support our legislation, we found 22 existing members of Congress, which we, you and I expect to be augmented, you know, just randomly, gonna, they're going to be, they're going to be more. And they're going to see that they have, in two years, they're brand new legislators, and they're going to be up for election again. And they will have, um, they will be very open to getting more information about this because they they see it, 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 supposedly they'll see it as a cross-party, cross-age, cross-occupation, cross-lifestyle issue. Uh, with great appeal to people who clearly vote now, the tide is going to change. So, and they they need input from individual people. So, not only does all our do all our votes count November eighth, but they then count in the two years following that. Right. So this, this could be, in many ways, this could be the golden era ahead for independent contractors, freelancers, and franchisees. You just have to look through this 
murky haze of all the gun smoke and the, you know, the shrapnel and the crapped up trees and look at the opportunity because it's huge, Steve. It really is. Right. And I feel like, I mean, I feel the world's going to the gig model. Yes. I mean, you yep. know, I mean, uh, there's a, there's a documentary out. You can, everybody can watch it for free on Tubi. I know, uh, Tubi, uh, T-U-B-I. And there's another one maybe too, that you can watch it for free. You can rent it, but you can watch it on these for free. So, um, but we, uh, you know, it kind of, it's supposed, it's when you watch it, it's supposed to, I feel like it's supposed to have that union appeal, but really it kind of shows that the world's going this direction with or without us. And so like, we better get on board. Right. People, this, this debate will be fought over, but the, it's, the battle is already over. We're fighting over their graveyard. Project, project management is now the rule in corporate America. And it is rapidly seeping out to all the individuals who, who practice it with uh, gig, gig work, project work, and independent contracting is that the increasingly American, the American workforce can break work into concrete units, do a better job, faster, for less money, overall and at a higher quality of output to the consumer whatever that is with project management than any other way this is absolutely a golden era for quality and uh, of, of work and quality of results right so I, I I do need to ask you. Do you do you think? I mean, is you you have more hand in this game, and you have a little more understanding of like nobody knows, but where this might go. Do you think that there's any way that the Senate goes the other way? In other words, we do you think it, and there's any way that the Senate ends up in in being Republican held? I think it's possible. I think it depends on that person who holds their eyes or holds their nose and votes for a more conservative candidate and then walks or walks or drives home and and does their very best to forget that they vote that way. That individual will change the election. They wouldn't have, they, they wouldn't have told the post pollster because they didn't talk to a pollster. They might be single. Uh, They might, just feeling entrepreneurial and didn't talk to anybody about it. And that vote is, is going to could, could easily change a Senate seat or two. So yes, I believe it's possible. So, okay. So first of all, new jobs, America, that's uh that's Mike's site. You guys need to check that out. He's got his, uh, be your own boss. Uh, um, legislation is, uh, is pretty much kind of the summary of what we're talking about, but go to his site, check it out. But I also want to, um, um, I had one last question here and I was just looking at this from Mer- from Mars garden. We need to make ourselves. Yeah. So on the driverrights.org, you can go there and we have now 70,000 signatures uh, to, and this isn't a, so much about independent contractor. This is specifically gig economy and it's, uh, it's, it's that we just want full transparency up front from these companies. It's not, we're not looking to be unionized. We're not, we're not even looking to change the plan, charge the customers, whatever you want, just show everybody the everything up front. And what we did actually too in there was we made it so that now we've got 70,000 signatures, but also 
we have uh, a place where you can send um, everybody's always like, I don't know how to send a letter to my local legis. You know, it's like, we've got it in there. It's, it's already pre-programmed. So if you plug your name in, it'll, it'll help make that for you in minutes. Right. So, and it'll send it off. So um, lots of good things going on there, but if, um, I, I, I just can't get over where these government jobs are going to come from. Um, 60 million of them. In fact, I know that the last time we talked you said that, you know, they just don't care about they, They're not focused on that, but won't they be when there's 60 million people out of work? Uh, it would depend on whether it hurts them personally or not. Like, I don't think it's going to hurt Nancy Pelosi personally at all. I'm, I'm latest I read is she's now worth 120 million. She's still trying to pile it up. She makes money trading stocks. I don't know if those are rumors or true, but she hasn't showed me anything that, that demonstrates they're obviously false based on a read of her character. I don't yeah. think she's going to care. I don't think her, the people who work with her closely and get power from being close to her. Uh, I don't think they're going to be hurt. I think the normally where the rubber meets the road is the, um, uh, is where the, the independent well-meaning democratic candidate uh, who served two years in Congress and was recruited to be center, uh, center left uh, is just going to get crushed. Those people are going to, are, are what is going to get ground up and they will care, but they, they made a choice and they know it. They made a choice to follow Pelosi, even though they, they had a lot of signatures. They heard a lot, a lot of people on, out on the stump talking about this. And they went, no, she'll hit me too hard if I oppose her. So they don't. They have made their bid. There have been no noble voices on the Democratic side. Manchin, in the end, caved in. Cinema caved in. I, I appreciate their efforts all the time that they gave them when they caved in. I didn't appreciate it. And I'm sure there are a lot of other people that feel the same way, including people in those states. Yeah. So uh, what will they feel? I don't think they'll feel a lot. I just but You can have a third of the workforce scrambling for what? I mean, for what jobs? What well, I the, mean, look at it by, look at it by government occupation, the fed, the fed there for 20 years, they have, the Fed has had the money pump going since 1998. It's actually 24 years. People are, they, you know, they've just left the money spigot open. We've been printing it. Uh, we've run our national debt up tremendously. Somebody's going to pay that. You know, it's going to get paid. They, it always does one way or another, default right. or or by you know payoff or by inflation. Uh, the um, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Has has tilted the playing field so that small companies don't go uh, public anymore, which everybody needs in their portfolio, and we need nationally as a independent check on on the biggest companies. Now we have everybody's with a small company says maybe I'll sell to Google or Alphabet or I'm looking at everything the same, uh, Google or Amazon or Apple. I'll sell my little my little business and. Uh, that it's all been protected and there's going to be a lot of impact on all of that mechanically that the, the 
unemployment hammer is going to come down and it is if that's if we really do lose this election as independent yeah. contractors and that's going to generate a lot of sparks in in, in washington because these people are going to be desperate the way they were desperate in california and i mean i mean going out of broke taking the you know taking their car and living in it someplace in order because they're they're going to get their house foreclosed on their car payments are you know if they have them they won't be able to meet them Americans have what eight thousand dollars in cash average. Yeah. I mean, do you think that enough people know going into this midterm what's going on here? No, but you you go with the voters you can get. I mean, do you think it's even like close though? Do you think it, like because I, I remember AB five? It just keeps ringing in my head that nobody knew. Even some of the smartest people didn't know, and when they did know, they didn't really think it would do what it did. Right. No, I, I, I think if they outlaw independent contracting in the next, I'll put it next six months by, by May, I, I don't think anyone fully appreciates the depth of what will happen. They, they are, they don't see it. They think of macroeconomics as, you know, C plus G minus N plus P, you know, and, and it's it's like, oh, it's like, you know, Caitlin and Mariposa, you know, and and all these people, Buna, and they're all out of work and they can't make any payments and they're stealing money at, at Safeway, stealing food at Safeway because they don't have money. And the, you, they'll send out a trillion dollars, you know, from where? From the printing presses. Yeah. And it won't solve the problem. It'll just postpone, you know, postpone the pain a little bit. So they're not prepared for panic at all in the streets. Right. They're just not prepared for catastrophe. I mean, it should be. I, I was thinking it should be apparent to people because here's one of my things. I don't care where you are on the political landscape, but if you don't. If you don't think we're in a recession now, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it, yeah, it might get a little worse, but I mean, if it comes down to nuts and bolts and the actual formula of how you determine it, maybe it doesn't actually fall into it. But I'll tell you what, as just a human being living on the planet, it's recession. <laughs> it's, yep. We're there. I mean, people are saying you're going to feel it in the next couple of years. Well, what does that mean? Because I'm feeling it now, big time. I have, big time. You, you can lose more. In your, if you have a private retirement system, whatever it is, a 401k or IRAs or just your savings, you can lose 10% in a month right now without even breathing hard. Well, you can do the math. You haven't got a lot of those months left. Right. You, know, I, you look and I know the place that keeps it. I mean, it's not a lot, but it's what we can live on. And Ten percent is gone. Another twenty percent. Pretty soon, we're down forty percent. You know, and we've got a safe portfolio, right? You know, so I, you know, I mean, I saw something about the what you know Biden was opening up the eleven million barrels a day of oil. Oh, that's I saw. I know, but I saw somebody do something on that saying, "Well, that's about three hours worth of American use of oil." Right. <laughs> so it's like, right? You know, that's obviously just a tactic coming into these, but. Um, something you said for the piece that we did before we wrap this up, this, I think is a good point to do this because something you said for the piece we did for the gig con was that, um, 
I think you did a really good explanation of like unions being like insurance. Benefit. You know, benefit. Yeah, ben- benefits. And right. maybe you could, because I know we were a little limited. So maybe that could be the last thing we discuss here today is like, a, a, you know, not under the time gun, but like where you can kind of explain that. Cause I liked what you said about that. I thought that was, right. you know, very important. I think people should hear it. So I don't know if you want to, I, I, what I, what I said, and thank you for asking Steve, that's appreciate the compliment. Um, we're hearing a tremendous din this fall uh, about benefits uh, being the reason that they want to re-regulate the private uh, independent contractor segment. And their benefits are bait. Uh, they are a promise in, in all cases, the benefits that are promised are basically government-run insurance programs. It could be for Social Security. It could be for unemployment benefits. It could be for workmen's, workers' comp, you know, injured on the job. It could be for family and medical leave. It could be for, you know, just getting laid off with that unemployment. All of those things, each one of those individually is an insurance program where you give the government money now and you hope to get money under certain circumstances, although you didn't read the contract, uh, and maybe there isn't one, uh, you hope to get money later when you need it, not them. Right. And each one of those individually, and so all of them together, can be substituted by a private insurance program that you, where you own the policy. You could... You know, like with retirement, you can give it to Social Security, which is not a choice, or you can set money aside for 40, 50 years while you work, and you have all of that. You know, it's all protected from tax. So you have the choice to think, you know, if if I had 20000 in the bank instead of $8,000, i am an average person, say, would I rather have the 20000 and be able to spend it exactly as I wish and as I want? Would I, you know, should we have an extra family member and one of us or two of us will take some time off? Would I just as soon drive a little more carefully and get home and I'll take a, a whole term life insurance? You know, you have lots of choices in the private market. It's a well-regulated and that is your, your, your policy. And you can read it, you can adjust with as your life changes. And so all the thing of benefits, you have to think, do I trust this government to with my money that they will give me what I want in the end? And if you look at Britain, where everybody loves their health insurance program and nobody over the age of 70 can get a decent, you know, an expensive cure for anything, they're just left to die with two knees that they can't walk on. Like, is that what you really want for health insurance? No, right. it's not. So I, whenever I hear benefits, I hear that's a scam because everybody thinks you're going to get something for free. No, you're going to get the money taken from you, and then you won't be able to afford, afford it later on. So I'm deeply skeptical of benefits. Every independent contractor doing huh. any, any kind of money can put a little money aside. That's like this comment here. These benefits just sound like another uh, entity taking our pay before it reaches our pockets. Exactly. 
Exactly. Is that really what you wanted? And is that why you're going into independent contracting so I can add a little more, another brick to my financial wheelbarrow every paycheck? No. Yeah. Think about yeah. it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and, and then, you know, the follow up, this kind of hits me to home because they say that we can't, you know, in the gig world, they say that we can't, you know, you guys are gambling on your pay every day. You don't know what you're going to make. Okay. Well, we're gambling on you taking our money too. No, they're not gambling. That's not gambling. I've been through that. I lived my the last almost 40 years uh, of self-employment. I have lived that. And it, it's you have to adjust to it. Right. But you make up you make up for it in large number of opportunities. You only need a few of those to make a steady living. And and I could not only meet my own needs, but the needs of up to 12 other individuals by what I learned in terms of how to queue up profitable work, deliver it, and then get more coming in. And it, you, it's a skill you can master. It's very structured. A lot of people will help you solve the problem. It is, it is, it's only scary for people who are not entrepreneurs, who don't trust themselves to go out and, and do these, these activities. Yeah. Well, and, and to that, I say, you know, we were just talking about that 43% of the gig economy workers are working zero to five hours a week, you know? So it's like, you can go dip your toe in that and see if how you can do running, managing yeah. your own schedule a little before you do anything else. I mean, just go, obviously that's what these people are doing. Try an hour, you know, yeah. try, try two hours, just give yourself, you know, like there's a guy in, in Portland, Oregon, and he gets up at 3.30 in the morning and he drives for Uber. And he will go anywhere in the Portland area. If you need to catch that 5.30 plane, you know, Alaska Air, out of there for someplace like San Jose, he's there. He'll go anywhere to pick you up. And he has no competition. That's one taxi, I mean, one Uber, you know, they, they want to make it a taxi. Is any taxi driver going to want to get up there at that time? No, it's an entrepreneur. He says, I got right. this down to myself for an hour or two. Yeah. Like, that's enterprise. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many flights leave the Portland area, but I'm sure with one driver, he still stays busy. So <laughs> at 3.30 well, in the morning. But... There are 125 people <laughs> on that plane, and half of them are going to Uber over. So, uh, you know, he probably gets his pick of work even at 3.30. So I've been driven with that guy twice. So, uh, so the right rode with it. the timeline here though, for a change is if, if, if the change went badly, if it was against independent contractorship, you're thinking like somewhere around like may, it's not that far out. Oh, I think it'll, uh, I, they will try to run the table on us. If they, if they win big through voting or cheating or, little of both. Um, I think they will run the tables on us as fast as they can. The unions will say, we want, we want to get rid of independent contractors right now. And they will do it before Christmas. Merry Christmas. You're out of work. And they'll, and if they can't do it, they'll come close and they'll try to intimidate the, um, uh, intimidate the buyers with hundred thousand dollar penalties for every independent contractor they use. Just watch it happen. They'll pass that in a second, if the, if they're just trying to get out of town and hurt us, which they might do anyway, even if they lost big, they say, right. screw those voters, who cares? Right, but at least that probably would get tied up, fought better, have a better way to take them on. Because I know the unions are, they, I feel like the unions are building up their fight regardless. Is that a good way to say it? 
because they've they've been low they've been just tanking for years now they're just getting ready to put up their biggest fight ever because you and i said this off camera they have their best they have their best chance right now under this leadership he's been union his whole life biden yep this is this is their moment this is their this yeah, is their big moment. If, if they see the doors closing, what's the, where they're all going to try to push through it just as fast as they can. Yeah. So regardless, the unions win, lose, however you consider a win, lose it's the unions are going to be all around for the next few months. Yep. And, and beyond. But I mean, if, if the unions keep losing it, if, if what I've seen over the years, it looks like they're, they're not doing real well. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're in a hard place. If they, if they lose this, both uh, houses of Congress, uh, what, what will happen is there, there will be some impeachments um, of key people. And that will make, that will make other uh, like heads of departments and those sorts of things that will, uh, that'll sober the party up in DC a little bit. And there'll be a sea change if that happens, but that's after the bad stuff happens, then, you know, then this is, we're picking up the pieces. So uh, I'm, I'm staying optimistic and uh, what they say, I just got to remain standing. Yeah. (laughs) Taking punishment. I like this comment from the driven dad. Um, Thanks Tony for putting that out there. Hard times create, create courageous people. Uh, Courage creates easy times, easy times creates, Safe-minded people, safe-minded people create hard times. Oh, that is so true. (laughs) true. (laughs) I like that. I think that's pretty good. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess to everybody, get out there and vote. And I mean, if you just heard it from Mike, too, like we've been all talking about like this timeline, what would it actually look like? I thought it looked a little farther out, win, lose, draw kind of thing. But I mean, it's pretty crazy to hear you say by Christmas. No, imagine it. Imagine it. We look. Uh, Ms. Pelosi is a person motivated by vengeance when she's frustrated, and we would be target one, two, up to sixty million if she loses. If if she really gets walloped and she goes out that way, and I would expect her to lead the charge along with several others, and they're just going to do as much damage as they can, and. You know, they'll just say, devil take the hindmost. Uh, so I, I, maybe she won't, you know, maybe that, maybe they'll all leave the voting machines untouched. Maybe, 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 you know, yeah. I hope so. But. So you guys get over to new jobs, America, check it out. If you, if you like what you're reading, make sure to sign up. Um, it's as easy as an email. Yeah. He's not going to spam you. He's, <laughs> he's only going to send out information you'd want yeah, to see. Yeah, so. Lots of, lots of tools coming. Um, tools. So, so final words, Mike, you got anything that uh... I would say, I, I want to echo that. Get out and get out and vote your income. Just vote your income. If you never did it before, vote your income this November and then be prepared to, uh, paddle like crazy in whatever results because we're going to have to fight for it. We're not going to be given it. They've already made it clear, but we're 60 million of us. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. We're if like, I think I've said on this program, if we all jumped off the bottom rung of a, of a ladder, we'd be a geologic event. 
Yeah. So um, we're, we have a lot of power, and the only way you can express it in these times is to affect it, make it, make it do something. So right. I welcome I welcome the result of an energized independent contractor sector. Yeah, and on and on that note, I'm going to say I hope it does go well because I think if it doesn't go well, like the way AB five went, I think that a lot of people are going to wake up and go, "Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean this happened?" Yeah, they're they're going to have not known. They're not like we were just talking about. They're not going to have known this was going on, and they're going to wake up to a shock of, "Wait, what do you mean I can't work?" Yeah, like where did this happen? Right, that happened in California, and it drove people nuts. And the bluest state in the country had to vote with the corporations Uber, that they don't want to for Prop Twenty Two because they started seeing where this was going. The uh, the West Virginia versus EPA case uh, is is going to say a lot about some of the very bluest states because. The uh, like Massachusetts is going to have an even bluer government after the election than oh, yeah. it has now. So we we may try to push. They may try to push California out of the lead for total blueness, and um, a lot of that can can be. Um, there, the ground has changed with West Virginia versus EPA. So I'm I'm optimistic, and we have a we have a, an appreciative Supreme Court. Right. So, um, well, thanks, Mike, as always, for coming on. Um, I think everybody should check out Mike's site. Uh, and there's a, you know, if you're on Twitter, find him on there too, because there's a lot of people on Twitter who don't venture outside of Twitter, even though I know Mike, like me, isn't a fan of Twitter anymore, but we're still on it. <laughs> it's like it's like we're still fighting Twitter too. We're still fighting to have our yeah. rights back on Twitter. <laughs> so, well, uh, but, we have uh, we we just. People can people sometimes say, well, they can't be serious, but this is all a plan that David Weil published a book, Harvard published a book by David yep. Weil in 2014. We call it the Weil Doctrine. They're, they're, they are right now weaponizing the entire uh, regulatory base of the federal agency, uh, of the federal government to, um, uh, to systematically take over the private sector. And this is their golden opportunity. It, for those of you financially minded, it looks like a short attack. Uh, but I, we wrote our a big report on it. It's online. Uh, go to newjobsamerica.com. Shareables, look for the wild doctrine. Settle in with a you know comfortable beverage and uh, learn what your government is doing while it's being occupied. Yeah. So especially right now, I mean, always, but especially right now, there's a, I mean, there's 60,000 people's livelihoods up for, and all of the gig economy is in the forefront. They're like the, they're like the frontline soldiers. So any gig economy people watching this, you're, if you're thinking, I'm, where do I fall in this? You're the front line. You're the front line. You're, you're the cannon fodder. Yeah. I mean, you're the, you're the ones that are going to get, we're, we're, we're all the ones that are going to get taken out first. Well, yeah. that's, we're going to get taken out. Then they'll they'll send a trillion dollars worth of financing to the top of the end. Yeah, I mean <laughs> <Not> it's corporations. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just it's it's you got to get out and vote. We've and and even no matter how the votes go, you got to it. It's not going to end on November eighth. Like you got to keep this up. Like win, lose, draw. However you view that, I see it as you get. This isn't going to go away. This is, it's like the union's last stand. Like I was, how I feel anyway. 
it's like this is their big shot after a huge after years and years of downfalls i know little ups and downs but for the most part mostly downs and uh, i know they don't have the money that they used to and um yeah so i don't know what this is about but tony lives here in denver with me and he says he saw a mil- military vehicles in Arapaho County Sheriff rolling down Arapaho two days ago. Arapaho's a main street. I don't know what what's going on. And maybe they're just moving them, Tony. I don't know. Because I don't think that we're there yet. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Mike, thank you for joining us as always. Always Thanks, a lot yes, of fun. Dude. And uh, we will keep in touch with you because I... I obviously this conversation does not end on the eighth and it might just be beginning. So I would say that you, you have a promising future, Steve, with this, this is where it's all going to grow. No matter win, lose or draw, you're, you're going to have a bigger audience. And I'm yeah. very happy to come on the program. As Thanks Mike. I appreciate that. And uh, we'll be talking soon. Okay. Thank you everybody. Yeah. Everybody have a, have a great day. Have a safe day. Earn smart. Be safe, and uh, we'll see you back here on Thursday, if not before. Yeah. Okay. 